Hey, hey, this is Coach AA, and welcome to the July 9th edition. Today, I want to do a fat loss 101. Let's just demystify some fundamentals of fat loss, uncover the basics. Just, is all fat bad and is it possible to lose fat without exercise and all that? Now, embarking on a fat loss journey can often seem like navigating just a maze full of myths and misconceptions. But it doesn't have to be. I have floundered about for, well, quite a bit of time. And I now realize, well, after all that, what's obvious to me in, in this, in my area of expertise, is not obvious to you. I'm sure you have this as well. In your area of expertise, some things are, uh, duh, even a first-hand kid should know kind of stuff, right? So I'm not going to deep dive into the science. I want to explain some fundamentals, and you can develop your own heuristics when you face a choice. With my guidance, I am sure you can achieve your health goals. It should not be a strenuous uphill battle, but rather an enlightening and empowering experience. So let's embark on this journey towards a healthier you together. First up, fat loss versus weight loss. An important piece of semantics is that you and I want to lose non-functional weight. All of us carry some excess weight. Men tend to carry this around their belly, while women tend to carry this around their hips and thighs. That's how the body is designed. Now, when you generically say weight loss, you want the number on the weighing scale to go down. But that's not as relevant as you might think to your health. I understand that the number might be an important factor for you, and I'm not demeaning that at all. But if you are over here, well, part of what I have to tell you is that number is not enough of an indicator of your long-term health. And I am all about your long-term. When you start a diet, any diet, you might see some immediate drop in the scale. What tends to happen is you lose some excess water. This is most often visible if we go into a less carbs, less processed foods, less sugars, that kind of diet. Now, when we do some dramatic dieting, I haven't seen any other form, honestly. Now, the body indiscriminately burns tissue. And most of the time, it is burning muscle tissue. Now, this again registers as weight loss on the scale, but burning muscle tissue is, I don't know how to say this, it's worse than punching yourself in the face. Or it's like taking, um, you know, the day after your salary is deposited, you just withdraw a bunch of it and you start just throwing it out of your window. 
It's worse than that. So what you want, what you need, what I want and what I need is fat loss, not weight loss. While measuring your body fat percentage is how you figure this out, a great proxy is measuring your waist. Okay, which is why I harp on the waist a lot. Now, the second thing is fat loss takes time. It will not happen immediately. Yes, I understand you want to see quick results. As I said earlier, you might see weight loss. But to achieve fat loss, it takes a few weeks at least. First, I want to take a small diversion and tell you about three kinds of fat. Now, this is based on where this fat is in your body. The first is subcutaneous fat or the fat stored right beneath your skin. Now, this is the fat that seems to bother you the most. This is the fat you want to lose. But this is not the biggest problem. Especially if your waist-to-height ratio is under 0.5. You don't need to worry too much about this. What all of us need to worry about is visceral fat. That is... The fat around your organs. This is the danger fat. And what all of us should be working on right from the start. But I know you want to look better. So do I. And well, burning that subcutaneous fat, that fat around our belly, our thigh, our butt. Well, that gives us a boost and it does mean we are on the right track metabolically. So, it's a good proxy also. Just a side note, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, for example, you might have heard of it, is what happens when we have too much fat around our liver. We don't want any fat around our organs. It's not the place to store fat. Yeah, the first fat, subcutaneous fat, is our body storing Excess calories as fat. That's not too bad. It's bad. It's a little bad, but it's not too bad. But this visceral fat around the organs is bad. The third, essential fat. Our brain, the bone marrow, our cell membranes. Well, this fat is essential to our body. So not all fat is terrible. There's one that's terrible. There's one that is... Eh, unnecessary, it'll be nice if we lose it, and then there is essential fat. So, first thing I want you to take out of this is I want you to flip the fat you want to get rid of. You want to focus first on fat around your organs, and then the aesthetics, and then the subcutaneous fat. Okay? Because, yeah, I agree, losing non-functional weight, which is subcutaneous fat, means daily activities are easier, our calorie requirements uh, reduce, and, well, good things are happening. Because fat storage, evolutionarily, was very important for us when calories were not around, um, were not as easily accessible as today. But it does mean, well, some habits are a little off. 
Okay, so back to why fat loss takes time. Well, the fact that you've accumulated fat around your organs and a lot of subcutaneous fat means there's a problem going on metabolically, okay? Slowly, some things have started to misfire, which means your body is stuffing fat into a place not designed for that. So that's the problem we need to solve. So most lifestyle diseases we know about, um, heart attacks or um, high blood pressure, diabetes, obesity, all of these are metabolic dysfunctions. Okay? And one big part of the problem that happens is visceral fat. Issue is this. We are eating too many calories. And while reducing calories is a great first step, the problem is, well, a little bit more complicated, as they often are. Fixing them is going to take time. Okay, so get away from weeks and start thinking months. Okay, because honestly, I want to say years, but I know you'll start... Uh, Stop listening to me if I say years. So we'll compromise and say months. But I want to get rid of that fat on my belly alone. If you're still thinking that, yes, I understand. Once again, let me remind you that is not the worst thing in the world. Fat around your organ is. Second, fat loss happens in sheets or layers. You cannot really target one specific area for fat loss. It's a full body process. You do the right things and your body realizes that it can start using the stored fuel. That's what fat is. Stored fuel for, well, a rainy day. Well, actually winter, but you know what I mean. For its daily energy expense. So that's how we get it to use it. We'll be like, hey, you remember that storage we have? Can you start pulling out from there? While the biggest area of fat storage is, you know, the belly, the thigh, the hips, you'll find that you have subcutaneous fat all over. For example, pinch your back, you will see that, you know, you have fat there. Okay, it's not equal amounts of fat deposited, but it is proportional throughout the body. There's, if there's some in your waist, there's some in your back as well. So the waist is a good proxy. And low-intensity exercise matters a lot for fat loss. Why does it matter? I mean, shouldn't we be doing high-intensity interval training and then hit this stuff harder and blah, blah, blue, blues? High-intensity exercise uses glucose as the fuel. All the food we eat is converted into glucose. The excess foods we eat carbohydrates or dietary fats are converted into body fat and stored for later purposes. Yeah, this is the subcutaneous fat and when things go well terribly wrong, they get stored at visceral organ, fat around the organs, right? Protein is used for body structural work that is always ongoing. So while HIIT might burn more calories per minute, what you're looking for is to signal to the body to start using that stored fat for energy. To do that, we need to fix the underlying metabolic issues 
and also not work in the burn glucose zone. You might have heard of this term, uh, zone 2 cardio. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll write a post about cardio and zone 2 cardio and all that, but that's what we are talking about. Brisk walking, for example, is a great idea. Now, everybody's zone 2 is going to differ, but the activity needs to be reasonably hard, but not too hard. You should be able to have a, well, a strained conversation. should not be a relaxed conversation, but at the same time, you should not be gasping. Finding that sweet spot, that's about all there is for now. So, Can you lose fat without exercise? You absolutely can. See, fat loss is about ensuring you're not com consuming more energy than you need. So being in a mild to moderate calorie deficit. Fat loss is about ensuring you're sleeping enough. Without sleep, your body is going to be in a stressed out mode and not in the mood to give up its stored fat. Fat loss is about ensuring your stress levels are under control. Fat loss is about quality of nutrition, not just quantity, but quality. The foods you eat, are how you are going to fix the underlying metabolic system. So simply put, sleep at least seven hours every night. Don't be stressed out. If you're working 50 plus hour uh, weeks, you're probably stressed out whether you realize it or not. Substantial portion of your diet should be vegetables. So high fiber, high nutrients, right? You need to get adequate protein from whatever sources you consume. I know adequate is a vague term, but there are just too many types of diets. All of them work because you need to figure out what works for you. Say the vegan to the paleo spectrum, this is not about which is better, which is worse, okay? What you eat or what you choose not to eat is a personal choice. So you figure out how to get adequate protein. And lastly, remember, dietary fat does not make you fat. We do need to consume some good fats. Okay, again, not going to dive too deep into this. So if you can lose fat without exercising, what's the big deal about exercise? Well, a few things. First, strength training helps you put on muscle, which improves your metabolic mumbo-jumbo significantly. It improves your basal metabolic rate. That is the amount of energy needed to keep the system. Blah, blahs. Okay? Muscle is amazing. You spend more energy. That's one. Two, good cardiovascular fitness means improved mitochondrial function, which is awesome for you and more, you know, not 101 stuff. Um, basically, your body also learns to burn its stored fat better. The system gets better than just going to glucose as the go-to. Simply put, exercise burns calories. So this gives you, this increases your daily expenditure, right? So how many calories do I need? Well, I've given a tool in the blog post. Use it. Um, just to uh, continue this conversation using me as an example, my basal metabolic rate is about 1,500 calories. This is the number of calories that my body needs to keep going while I am at rest. 
my total daily energy expenditure is about 2,400 calories. Okay, 1,500 base, total energy, 2,400. So that's plus 900, right? How do we get this plus 900? Well, we're not at rest all day, are we? So if I go do some exercise, let's say I exercise, I, I do some strength training, that's about 400 calories. And say I walk around for a couple of hours in the day because of my job. Well, that's another 400 calories. And then the thermic effect of food, energy is needed to burn the foods we eat. That adds up. So walking about, fidgeting, the exercise and the thermic effect plus the basal metabolic rate gives us our total daily energy expenditure. So, minus 2,400. So, to lose one kilo of fat means burning 7,700 calories. Okay, so simple math. If I want to lose a kilo a week, 7,700 by 7 equal to 1,100 per day. That means I need to have a calorie deficit of 1,100. 2,400 minus 1,100 equal to 1,300. Honestly, that's too much of a deficit. I don't want to be cranky or tired. I want to strength train. So, I will not go for this bigger deficit. You should not either. I'm going to go for 350 simply because it makes the math easy. Okay, You can go for any kind of deficit, but somewhere around 350 is, is a good number, say 200 to 400. Okay, 350 means it'll take me 20 days. 350 into 20 equal to 7,700. So 20 days to lose one kilo. That makes sense? Well, of course, it's not that simple, right? Because calorie counting is not the way to go. It's tedious. It's time-consuming. It's imperfect. It's all approximations. And then when we get to Indian food, it's even more approximate. Like how much dal is going into... Uh, your sambar versus mine versus the website we're getting this calorie information from. It's too inaccurate. But it is a useful tool to understand your baseline. Doing a thorough food log for a couple of days, counting calories can give you, oh, this is what my macro profile looks like. My TDE, uh, total daily energy expenditure is this. And this is what I'm eating. And this is how that split looks gives you, well, a starting point. So I do recommend you do that. Post that. Eat real food. Get enough sleep. Be patient. If you're not seeing enough progress, you might need to eat a little bit lesser. Make the deficit a little bit more. Maybe from 300, go to 500. You might need to improve your activity. I don't necessarily mean just do more, but Maybe the zone two is not really in zone two. Maybe you need to do a little bit more strength training. If you're doing too much activity, you need to do lesser activity, focus more on recovery. You may need to up your sleep. You may need to tinker around with macronutrients. Okay, all these are, well, not 101, so I'm being vague about it. But the most important lesson cannot constantly be on fat loss mode. You can, can go on it for a few weeks or, you know, a couple of months. And then you switch to maintenance. 
maintenance is harder than it sounds it's so not sexy so a lot of us don't do it but maintenance trust me is the killer difference and you keep toggling between maintenance and loss and you get to where you want to be so that's that for today what i'd like to hear back from you is well what would you like to hear next to take control of your long term health nutrition fitness and all that what would you like to know better well that's it from me for today i will see you well next weekend you have a good one bye this is coach a signing off